0: This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotato.com.
1: Hi, this is Shane. And
0: this is Virginia.
1: And this is Wait You've Never Seen, a podcast dedicated to discussing well known movies and TV shows that one of us has never seen
0: and today we're discussing wait you've never seen lonesome dove
1: I, I still feel bad every time every time we come to that part in the show
0: so um trigger warnings up front this is i mean it is a trigger warning but for example we um ordered this uh DVD from Netflix DVD and it did not have subtitles on it so no. if you depend on subtitles, don't get it from Netflix DVD. We ended up finding it on Stars, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, Stars. Stars. Star. Um, I don't know if it'll still be on there by the time this comes out, but anyway, they're
1: fickle. That's the Stars. I think that's why we rented it in the first place. But anyway,
0: um, there's some racism against slaves, Native Americans, Mexicans. Their cook. There's the. There's a lot of a lot of racism.
1: Lots of unpleasantness.
0: Um, not only do they talk about domestic violence, Jake like straight up slaps Lori a couple of times, which was very disturbing considering this was on network television thirty years ago. Um Yep. There was a close up of some cattle branding,
1: which, which is Which couldn't have really been faked, right? Is I don't that a know. real kind of thing? I don't know. I mean, maybe they could do it with dry ice, and I'm sure if you stick a you, you stick a cow with something, they're gonna get upset.
0: And then um, Jake got a mesquite thorn embedded in his in his finger or his thumb or something, uh, and they showed like a close up of how gory and disgusting it, was, and it was very gory and disgusting.
1: It seems unnecessary.
0: So, having said all of that. What three things did you expect from this epic miniseries? I was
1: immediately wrong with the first thing I expected. <laughs> we what? got off to a wrong, so bad start.
0: Should we say we, we just watched the... You just watched the first episode. I ended up watching all of it, but just so people are clear on what your expectations and whatnot.
1: So this is based on... my My opinions are not necessarily that of the show or of... <laughs> Or of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was just based on one episode. Uh, so the first thing, I thought it was going to be a Louis L'Amour book uh, adaptation. Close. My dad, right? Like, it just, I, I could see, like, the titles. Like, the. my dad had a million of those Louis L'Amour paperbacks. In fact, whenever, when it was his birthday or, like, you know, Christmas was coming up, he had, like, a... A checklist of here's all of the Louis <laughs> L'Amour books he had and didn't have and ones he needed, and I'm like, I could see Lonesome Dove being on that, right? <laughs> being on that list.
0: It was based on a book, but by Larry McMurtry.
1: Yeah, darn it. Yeah, they they put that up on the on the on a title card like right away. I'm like, oh, wrong right out of the gate. Secondly, I started playing it safe. Mm-hmm. uh cowboys and indian stereotypes three lots of dusty trails
0: <laughs> so it's 66
1: right on my expectations
0: true true so did you expect to like it or not
1: look i don't know if this gets me <laughs> kicked out of texas where we both reside and love i have to say that i love texas
0: do you have to say it because i'm like holding you hostage or something
1: well, um, I don't want to get kicked out. <laughs> frankly, uh, yeah, I just don't. I don't like westerns. I think it's all the. This is gonna sound weird. It's all the dust. <laughs> it's all the dustiness, and everyone just looks hot and miserable, and they're just I'm like, "Gosh, this just looks. It just seems very unpleasant."
0: So, um, what was your rating expectation?
1: Uh t- well I was you know cuz I'm trying <laughs> Look I mean we're approaching this podcast <laughs> you're giggling under your breath if that's a thing we try to approach this podcast by saying like look I'm going to I'm going to watch the things that I wouldn't normally watch mm-hmm. you know so I g- I gave it a 2.5 okay. out of 5 like right down the middle you know Okay
0: And uh, what was your one sentence TV guide summary?
1: The Lonesome Dove is a fancy stage name for burlesque dancer Beatrice McMasters. She is wanted for murder and trying to vote. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> She's the lonesome dove.
0: I if see. You,
1: if you will.
0: I see. <laughs> okay. Well
1: That never happened. I don't well I can only guess that never happened.
0: It did not happen. <laughs> okay,
1: because I only watched one episode.
0: So, would you like to hear what IMDb has to say about Lonesome Dove?
1: Please.
0: So, it is rated TV 14. Um, a grand total of 6 hours and 24 minutes. Lord we, have mercy. We watched 90 minutes of it. Oh,
1: we watched that much of it?
0: It's an adventure drama western. Oh. It came out in 1989.
1: Boring's not a sub-genre?
0: And it says... Two former Texas rangers renew their spirit of adventure as they and several other residents of a small Texas town join a cattle drive to the Montana Territory. So, how did... We watched the first part, which was called Leaving. So, uh, how did things... I left. (laughs) You left?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I gave a... I had to bring it down to one star. <laughs> I mean, if I can't stay awake to save my life. You
0: can't stay awake in the own your own movies that you pick.
1: That's true. That's true. I like to nap sometimes. <laughs> like, sometimes she looks over. She looks over, and I know why she's looking over. I know why you're looking over, because you're waiting for me to fall asleep. That's, that's really true. there's this posture where I'm sitting on a couch. It's a deep... It's a deep couch It's but, your couch But there's this posture i <laughs> This is audio only I am <laughs> painting Beautiful tableau
0: Okay, go ahead
1: So it's a deep couch And there's a certain posture <laughs> That like I'm gonna fall asleep In minutes Where I'm essentially <laughs> Laying down My feet are all the way On the ground Like Like my, like, upper thighs are just barely touching the edge of this very Pretty deep... Pretty much. Pretty much. And I'm... Yeah, I'm, I'm a...
0: A lot of times I don't realize until something ridiculous happens that I don't hear you go, <laughs> what the hell was that?
1: <laughs> and then you look over. And then I'm like, oh, he's asleep. He's all passed out, this bastard.
0: So, um... <laughs> you bumped it down to to two stars, you said? Yeah. One star. Oh, wow one star yeah so um what what made you bump it down to one star was it the falling asleep during it or was it just
1: no because i evidently do this all the time <laughs> i mean you have a great cat by the way you have a great cast
0: right you do which i
1: wasn't really expecting i mean tommy lee jones has a commanding presence on screen.
0: Especially when he looks like Kenny Rogers, circa 1985.
1: It's true. Oh, he and Bobby D. Uh, Robert, Robert Duval. Robert Duval. Both those guys. There are some guys. Patrick Stewart's one of them. Where, like, the whole time I'm aware of them, they're old men. Yes. They're always, re- like, almost retired or definitely, like, you could see... <laughs> the ravages of time, and they're—they have a career behind them. Mm-hmm. Of course, they have something ahead of them, obviously, but they have a whole. They're at the, you know, the, the, the salary cap of life. Uh huh. You know, that's it for them. Maybe, maybe. But even with that, I just like there's this. Slow pace, of a western, and y'all get along, little dogies.
0: It wasn't exciting when they had to go over to Mexico to steal the horses and the cattle. I mean, how about when the how about when the cattle um, horns caught lightning, which is a real thing that happens.
1: That's a real thing. That it's happens. a real thing
0: that happens. Oh
1: my gosh! I'm just like, yeah.
0: It's called. St. Elmo's Fire.
1: It's like, been called Fox the-
0: Fire and it is phosphorescent light in the context of the Old Wild West, often seen on the tips of the cattle's horns and at times on the ears of horses during stormy nights mm-hmm. or when electricity is, the air, is in the air. The phenomenon is scientifically known as a corona or point discharge. It occurs on objects, especially pointed ones, when the electrical field potential strength Reaches about 1,000 volts per centimeter.
1: Wow! Yeah, so I've heard of Saint Elmo's fire. I've heard of fox fire. Um, it's a phenomenon that hikers see often. Like, like long-distance hikers will will see it. Um, or if you're, you know, if you're out at night at uh, camping and things like that, you can see it. You can see it when you're out out in the in the open land, in open country.
0: The prairie.
1: The prairie, maybe.
0: <laughs> so, um... So, Lonesome Dub is the name of the small Texas town near the Rio Grande River.
1: Fictitious town.
0: It's a fictitious town, as far as I know. Okay. Um, where Gus and Woodrow McCall... No, not McCall. Just R- Woodrow Call... Okay. ...live. So, they're gonna... Uh their old buddy Jake who was in the Rangers with them Mm -hmm. suddenly shows up and tells them we should go up to Montana where there's lots of land and take some cows and everything will be great even though the winters are entirely different there and you have to go through all of this country where you might get attacked by Native Americans because hello they don't want you there
1: Uh, gee I wonder what's gonna happen (laughs) for the next six hours
0: (laughs) So, do you have... There are a couple of <laughs> particular things that I want to mention, but it, what what thoughts do you have about Lonesome Dove?
1: I have some questions. Okay. Okay. We got Cowboy Days.
0: Cowboy Days. We're
1: talking about Cowboy Days. I'm not sure if they actually mention the year, but it's after the Civil War, it's I think. It's
0: after the Civil War, because they do mention Abraham Lincoln freeing the slaves.
1: But it's before, like, you know... The car gets invented. It's before right. Okay.
0: Let me see if it gives like a time frame.
1: I mean, you can still have a car and still have cowboy days. You know.
0: Okay. So there actually was a first book in the series called Dead Man's Walk, which pl- takes place in 1841. Um, Lonesome Dove takes place approximately 20 to 30 years later, in the late 1860s or early 1870s.
1: Yeah, that that kind of. It kind of checks out. So we don't have... Obviously, we don't have any kind of air conditioning. We don't have electricity. Why is everyone in long sleeves in South Texas? It kind of looks like summer to me there.
0: Um, a lot of it is uh, protection from the sun. Okay. Um, also, if you're going through a brush and trees and stuff... Um, it won't scratch you. The branches and stuff won't make okay. these big scratches on your. It's a lot more about um, protection from the elements versus is it comfortable, heat wise.
1: Well, this is the Yankee in me pointing out something that's you know. Yes. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Is South Texas along the Rio Grande, which I'm sure sh- have been there.
0: I have actually not been there. You
1: haven't been there? No. So you grew up, well, um, didn't you grow up near?
0: I, so I think I have been to uh, what is known here as the Valley, the Rio Grande Valley, once when I was very young. Um, I've never actually been across the river into Mexico. I hmm. grew up, I think it's about four hours. Three to four hours north of the of like Brownsville, which is the lowest
1: Oh my gosh. And we are and we are north of that. Yes. Texas is so big. Yes. <laughs> so okay, maybe you can't answer this question, but I'm wondering if it really does look that much like a desert along the Rio Grande and the in the in the valley.
0: Well, as you just mentioned, um, Texas is big, okay. and the Rio Grande River forms the entire southern border Twelve of names. Texas. Yes, it's
1: very long, very, very long. grand, very
0: grand. <laughs> um, so, I mean, parts of it go through like Big Bend territory, which is very like mountainy, right. dry, dusty. Di- so, it is possible. Yes, sure, it like, is. Like, El-,
1: El Paso is obviously a desert. I get that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it so, seemed to be. I don't know. You know what? I was honestly just kind of guessing where it was. Were you guessing where I think it Lonesome showed... Dove was? Oh, my gosh. You found a map that, like, details <laughs> the the trip that they took, the route that they took, right? So, That's so funny. It's like Lord of the Rings.
0: <laughs> so here's Del Rio. I wonder if Hang on. Let me get a regular Texas map up here.
1: Where's the Shire?
0: So, it looks like it's Pass. A, it's about where... Because uh, they
1: talked about San Antonio being close, so right? So, see,
0: here's Del Rio and here's Del Rio. Mm-hmm. So, we're looking at about Laredo is where Lonesome Dove is. Ah, uh, okay. So, that's...
1: Which is now just a an interstate ride up for, what, you three, can, four hours? Yeah, to get to <laughs> San
0: Antonio. Um, 35, which runs through our illustrious town here in mm, Austin It does. We can goes get, to Laredo.
1: I ble- Isn't there a Robert Duvall like goes down to uh, I think it's San Antonio for some sort of Lonesome Dove conference every once in a while like they have like people cosplaying and dressing up like cowboys and whatnot. You don't know about I this. I
0: don't know about this but I, I have other Lonesome Dove trivia for you but I have not heard of this. We're
1: getting ahead of ourselves.
0: So other questions you might have?
1: Let's see. Um,
0: I have a question. I did.
1: A- I already asked if I could still live in Texas, so that's the end of my questions.
0: Um, the Dry Bean Saloon, which is where Lori works. That does not sound
1: appetizing at all.
0: Lonesome Dove. The saloon song that lippy is playing <laughs> i oh. looked high and low for that damn song
1: really the name of it
0: i cannot find the name of it anywhere so it's like, like i can't even high
1: twinkly diddly, diddly, diddly. No, no 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 it's
0: the one that goes <laughs> that one you know Almost every time I watch a Flippin' Western, they're playing that song at least once in a saloon. And I...
1: It kind of has no name.
0: I don't know what the name... I'm sure it does have a name, but I I looked it up and could not find anything.
1: Maybe if you hum that into that app, Shazam. No,
0: it won't let you... I looked into that and it wouldn't let let me do do that. It
1: won't let you hum or whistle.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. So... The reason I ended up watching, this is, this was a total coincidence, yes. and we had planned to watch this long before when we're recording this in June. Um, it was, the screenplay was written by Bill Whitliffe. Okay. Um, Bill Whitliffe is very well known in Texas. As mm-hmm. you know, Texans, we are proud of our Texanness, and all things sure. Texas. All
1: people from Texas. Texan, all people who are Texan, <laughs> who are, fam- you know, famous Texans. Right. That's what I meant to say.
0: Um, And probably the most well-known thing that he did was write the screenplay for Lonesome Dove. However, one of the things, the reason I was strolling down memory lane and ended up watching everything was okay. that he died recently
1: uh. on June
0: 9th. Well, the he and his wife really felt there was, like, uh, an absence of Texan, like, nobody was really collecting the works of Texan writers. I see. And so, at my alma mater, Texas State University, just down the road,
1: okay.
0: they founded the Whitliff Collections. Oh, no way. Which has a a... Pretty sizable uh, Southwest Writers Collection, wow. and that's where I did my first internship as an archives person, which was awesome. Oh, and um, so a couple of things that they have there. Um, so this is from the Austin Chronicle. Bill Whitliffe had chanced upon about thirty boxes of materials belonging to J. Frank Dobie another Texas, um, writer, and he felt that could be the cornerstone for an archive of work by writers in the Southwest. With the connections he and Sally had made during the Encino years, they began pulling writers of note into their collection and acquiring important books, like one of the 20 remaining volumes by Cabeza de Vaca, relating his adventures after being shipwrecked on Galveston Island in 1528. Now the collection holds the archives of a 100 writers from Sam Shepard to Sandra Cisneros, Katherine Ann Porter to Cormac McCarthy. In time, that expanded to include screenplays, 600 and counting, and production archives for film and television works such as King of the Hill, set here in Texas as well, <laughs> so and funny. Naturally Lonesome Dove. Wow. So, um, after... After he had died, um, the writers of Texas Monthly uh, did an interview with Tommy Lee Jones and Robert Duvall. I believe it was separately. It was sort of like the interviewer called him up like, hey, you know, do you have anything you'd like to say about your friend? Hmm. And Robert Duvall, as we know, is in The Godfather, which I hadn't watched until in the last couple years, I think. Mm -hmm. Basically, knowing how impactful The Godfather was as a work of film, said that Lonesome Dove was basically the godfather of Westerns.
1: Right. And like,
0: he would be the one to know, you know, he was in both of them. And he said he had that same, that feeling of, wow, we're really working on something important together for both of those movies.
1: Interesting. Like making a documentation... Like here's a... here We're documenting a point in time. That kind of thing.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Although it's still, you know, fiction. Yes. <laughs>
0: Let me see. I think I had one or two more things. Oh, I will put a... I will put a link up to the Whitliff collections in our post for this episode. There's pictures of what is included in the um, included in the collection itself, which is like the the uh, sign they have that's like the Hat Creek Cattle Company. That sign is like preserved there, uh, uh-huh. even though spoiler alert. Um, it's okay. Woodrow breaks it up at one point to. Make a fur. No, to make a gravestone.
1: Oh, sort of situation. that's
0: situation. Um, but it was—I have to say—it was a lot better than I remembered it. The uh, last time I was watching it was because my dad loved Western, and he—I was forced to watch it when I was a teenager.
1: I assumed you. That you <laughs> I assumed that you were actually.
0: <laughs> but it is really good, and it made—it may have just been because I—I I was clouded by sentimentalism. But no, I
1: mean, look, I. You know, th- there's not a handle for which Lonesome Dove m- could find purchase in my heart.
0: <laughs> okay, so, are you ready to move on to the Bechdel test?
1: There's no way. I only saw one episode. I'm saying no.
0: In that first episode, it does not pass. You are correct. There was... Oh, see, I was
1: confidently saying that throughout the entire thing, but I'm wrong.
0: So, in the first episode, there was uh, Lori, who was the prostitute from the Dry Bean.
1: Okay. There
0: was Peach, who was, um... Remember, Jake had shot somebody. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. She was that person's widow.
1: Okay. He
0: was a dentist, and so July Johnson was coming to find Jake to kill him, because whatever. Anyway, um... We got a mention of Clara, who is sort of Gus's old flame, okay. And then Ellie is July Johnson's wife. Okay. So we had at least mention of four named female characters. It's promising, but none of them talk to each other. No. Um, in the entirety of the show, it does pass.
1: That's um, interesting because they they must be on the trail, like getting to Montana for a good portion, right?
0: Right. Well,
1: where, it came, where I couldn't see why it, how it could. Like, let's meet two women here in this little town and have them have a discussion about something other than men.
0: Are you ever going to watch this, the rest of it?
1: I'm sorry, no. So, what happens <laughs> is,
0: um, Lori begs to go with them
1: oh, on the trail. Okay.
0: Um, Jake says he wants to take her to San Francisco. But then he, like, pieces out. And mm. so she... Then she gets attacked by some men. And that's in a separate... That's uh. not what... I didn't include it in in the trigger warnings because it yep. wasn't in the episode we watched. But yes. she does get brutally attacked uh. a couple of times, I think. So she... They kind of take her in sort of to make sure she's okay yep. until they can at least get to, like, Denver or something. Okay. Well, they end up... Stopping by Clara in Nebraska, Um, Gus's old flame, because he wants to see how she's doing. Uh She has two daughters. Um, So Clara talks to her daughters about, like, why are you always running around? And can't you find a quieter place to play or stuff like that? But then also, once they come through, Clara asks Lori to stay there with them. Um, because Montana is no place for a lady that it's just gonna be it's gonna be rough. They're just gonna be ranching and what is she gonna do? So she ends up staying there with them. and I see. They talk to each other quite frequently. There we go. So, disability portrayal. In the episode that we watched, there, they were just getting going, so not really a whole lot to talk about there.
1: We're also talking about a pioneer kind of place where someone with a disability would probably not
0: Right. So when we get to Clara's, what we find out is that her husband has been kicked in the head by a horse. Oh, geez. Which is not something we see on screen. This is already all established by the time we get there. But he um, has had some sort of brain injury where he can't get up he his eyes are open but he just Uh, does not react to anything can't talk can't move anything like that um
1: well you know there's realism there though like right so many people in movies and tv shows get hit in the head and it's just a funny you know a funny moment and we move on like no that's like one of the most dangerous things that you can face yeah especially movies and tv shows just sort of like you know pave over like oh yeah not a big deal
0: especially when the nearest doctor is gonna be you know maybe oh jeez 10 15 miles away which in those days was you know a day's ride by Ugh. horse or whatever
1: Horrible.
0: um so it was kind of like you're saying it was portraying this sort of realism because also she she lived out there in the middle of nowhere thinking that, you know, her husband would be there to take care of the animals and do this oh, and the typically geez. male sort of, I say typically male because this is, you know, 1870s America and frontier. Right. Um, so she had, a, um, she had a helper there, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like she could just go out and get married again. She's still married to this guy right. and she's not going to leave him, you know, oh, that's her husband. Right. So it's very, it was a very difficult situation, I Sad. think. Yeah. And then, um, this was all, if, if our audience decides to watch all the way through, there's the pretty gruesome bit about Gus getting, that's Bobby D. Gus gets shot in the leg with an arrow oh. and it ends up getting infected and it needs to be amputated, but he's so stubborn about it. Um, I mean, they portray it as being stubborn. If it was me, I would be like, I don't know, man, can't you do anything else? Like, I can (laughs) see why he would be hesitant. (laughs) Right. But he hesitates for so long that his blood gets infected, and it ends up affecting both legs. And then he threatens to shoot Tommy Lee Jones if he tells the doctor to remove the other leg, and then he dies. And that's why Tommy Lee Jones was getting the wood to make the cross. Oh. See?
1: So you're trying to tell me that Robert Duvall can die?
0: I mean, in the movies he can. Okay,
1: good. Good.
0: So it was, that part was really hard to watch. I mean, from, because I, that's what I wrote my thesis about was, you know, prosthetics and amputations and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. to me it was both like fascinating but also terrible to watch because that's what would have happened like
1: yeah, again this realism
0: he had a he had a drunk doctor who was going who ended up taking off one of his legs which p.s like Anesthesia—it is in its infancy ah, at this time. Infancy.
1: Can't you wait until I'm blackout drunk before you do that?
0: Well, they were both kind of drunk, doctor and patient. I think they'd have
1: to be. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of makes sense.
0: And the one thing—the one thing that did make me smile in that scene was Tommy Lee Jones is kind of the hard, <laughs> whereas Gus is like the "I'm going to town to get laid, see you later, guys," you know. So. So when uh, Gus tells Woodrow, you know you're not going to take my other leg, I'll shoot you first. And he's like, "Well, you don't. Know, all you want to do is just sit around all day and do nothing. Like, what's the problem here?
1: <laughs> like
0: that friend who's just trying like be there for you in a time when men can't really show their emotions, right, or whatever, but still be like, I care about you, and this needs to happen." So get off your high horse, no pun intended, <laughs> and let's get this show on the road. And he's just like, no, I won't do it. And that that was his decision to make in that time. What could he have done as a man with, you know, two amputated legs? That would have been a very difficult life in the frontier for him.
1: Yeah, I honestly thought you were going to say that he just was begging Tommy Lee Jones' character to just shoot him.
0: I can't remember the like the actual death scene if he just like faded out or whatever but then cuz
1: it doesn't take long i don't think if you have if you have you know essentially poison all through your blood you're you're just going to dying of sepsis is a pretty eminent thing right
0: yeah um but when we uh if you remember when we talked about 2001 a space odyssey and you mentioned homer's odyssey mm mm-hmm. The ending of the story is not Gus's death. The ending mm. of the story is Woodrow, in accordance with Gus's last wishes...
1: Takes him back. Taking
0: his body back to Texas to bury him.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. In the
0: grove where he and Clara had, like, declared their love for each other. Not even to Lonesome Dove, just to Clara's grove is what he called it.
1: Oh, that's sweet.
0: And, like, everybody was like, you know, you're a damn fool and why don't... Even Clara was like, why don't you just bury him here with me? You know, we loved him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I... And Woodrow had told him that. Like, I will take you back to her house. And he's like, I don't want to be buried next to her husband. I want to be buried where I remember us being the happiest.
1: Mm. That's nice.
0: The only other thing... I think I already said the only other thing I wanted to mention, (laughs) but... Um, There is a another mini series called Return to Lonesome
1: Dove, nope, nope.
0: which does have uh, Ricky Schroeder reprises his role. How has it been this long in this podcast? We have not.
1: (laughs) We've not mentioned that Ricky Schroeder. And uh,
0: but Tommy Lee Jones opted not to return. Instead, John Voight plays Woodrow F. Call.
1: Now is that you've seen this?
0: I have not seen the Return to Lonesome Dove. Now good. So yeah, what what are your thoughts on Ricky Schroeder? Do you have any? Would I you like mean, to share?
1: He was the little rich boy in Silver Spoons.
0: I don't think I ever saw that.
1: The, no need. Uh, but I so Silver Spoons was in the. Uh, I mean, I saw it in the early '80s, and Ricky Schroeder played this boy who he had like. All the money in the world. He had so much money, he had so much money, Virginia, that he had a bed shaped like a race car. <laughs> Can you imagine? And then his dad was kind of like this silly Billy, and he would, the dad would ride from like the kitchen to the living room on this uh, giant electric rideable uh, train set. The train would just go right through. I thought that was the coolest thing when I was a kid. So, so I see like... Ricky Schroeder, and I'm like, you had an arcade in your living room. You're
0: awesome. <laughs> what are you doing out here in Lonesome Dove, Texas? Yeah, you
1: could be playing video games with that guy who does that dance from uh, uh, Fresh Prince.
0: Okay. Oh, Carlton? <laughs>
1: Carlton. Carlton was, his, was Ricky Schroeder's best friend I know. I, uh, <laughs> Silver Spoons.
0: Alfonso Ribeiro, I think. Ribiera? Ribiero.
1: I'm um, yeah, you're yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs>
0: so are there any pop culture references you now understand?
1: I mean well, okay. This isn't really a pop culture reference, but I actually have something. I kinda have something for this. So Tommy Lee Jones' character calls the sloppy food they're eating Mexican strawberries. And I'm like I've heard this before, and I don't know what that is, so I looked it up uh, later, and Mexican Strawberries is a nickname on Cattle Drive for beans.
0: Oh, I don't think I've ever heard that.
1: And it sounds like just, like a little light racism.
0: Just sprinkle it on there with all the heavy racism in the rest of the show.
1: It's like the cute version, (laughs) if there is a cute version of racism.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: So I did learn something.
0: Um, how would the movie be different with today's technology? You would just put those cattle on a train. Goodbye. Yeah,
1: yeah forget it. Wait, we didn't have trains in 1870?
0: Oh, we did. But I guess they wanted to be in Montana, and they would have to drive them up to
1: Montana. Or put them on a big cargo plane.
0: Yeah, something. <laughs> a truck.
1: That's not as romantic, though, I guess, for a no. cowboy.
0: There would have been... Everything would have been better. Medical, food.
1: Yeah, Bobby D wouldn't have lost both his, well, his life.
0: He might have. Or either leg. He still got shot in, a, in the leg with an arrow. Well, right, And it but wouldn't if we come had, out, so they had to push it through.
1: But if we had, like, an emergency, if we had an emergency, uh, you know, medical kit, mm-hmm. you know, then we can have... Oh, like a tourniquet It uh, might have or antibiotics. It might be tourniquets. Yeah, the... Uh, uh, Neosporin for God's sakes might do something I don't know
0: You know what else they have is lifelight
1: yeah. on the dusty trail They got that on the Was dusty trail
0: it, Well what I'm telling you is that <laughs> my parents live so far out in the country that it would they have on their refrigerator the number to call a medical helicopter.
1: Does your dad make sure that there's a spot for the medical helicopter? You to have land? to
0: have a place where it's <laughs> land yes.
1: So does he actually grade, like you know, flatten out a certain area, or I don't is it know. just a natural, like, okay, here's where it will be?
0: I would, I'll have to look and see if there's qualifications, but I, I, asked I think
1: you have to have a bright enough light to shine on the spot if it's if it's nighttime, because the helicopter's not going to just land in a in an empty, you know, in an empty, unlighted field.
0: Right. Yeah. This is. I mean, this isn't something they had when when I lived at home. So yeah. it's been a recent development within the last... God, 20... I don't even want to think about it. It's been almost 20 years. Anyway.
1: Okay, moving on.
0: So, (laughs) anything else to discuss?
1: Did I I say I'm sorry for not liking this? That's all I want to say.
0: So, you can find us on a bunch of platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. We're also on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network at CosmicPotato.com. You can find a lot of other great shows there, so check that out. And as for us, just go to WaitYou'veNeverSeen.com to find links, social media, and contact information.
1: Leave us some feedback and let us know if you have any suggestions for movies or TV shows that we should watch. That's our show for today. Next time, we'll be watching Apocalypse Now. Now, Virginia, what I want you to do is put the doors, the end, underneath underneath that last part. So it'll make sense this later. This is the end. Beautiful friend, the <laughs> end. Of our illustrious plans, the end.
0: I'll get the audio. Before.
1: Thanks for listening. <laughs>